Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Second Peter 1-2 Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So the Bible is saying the more you get to know of God and of Jesus, the Bible says that grace will multiply, peace will multiply. I told you we don't pray for peace. We don't pray you know, for multiplication of peace or multiplication of grace. Once you get to, you learn of God and you learn of Jesus, the more you get to know Jesus, the more you get to know Jesus, the more you get to know God, grace will automatically multiply to you. Peace will automatically multiply to you. Now, you need to understand that the whole Bible, right from Genesis to Revelation, is a story of Jesus. Everything points to Jesus. You see, the Holy Spirit used men as a conduit to express Jesus. But none of them are the real actors in the word. And once you begin to see the word of God in this manner, you realize that your growth in Christ, your spiritual life, begins to increase. Now, you see, you don't measure your growth according to the standards of men. You see, because growth takes place in your soul. Your knowledge. The more you grow in your soul, you grow in your knowledge. You grow in the way you see things. You grow in the way your emotions work. You know, that is what the word of God does. For the Bible says that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, so that is where the changes happen. Then it takes one day for you to explode. You explode in the realms of man. And they'll be wondering where you came from and, and, and how this happened to you. But you see, you took your time to grow. Spiritual things are different. Don't ever, you know, sometimes I hear people preach and they will compare how men do their things and say, that is how it could be like. It cannot be. Earthly things are, not, are incomparable to spiritual things. That is how come the way you love people is way different from the way God loves people. So what do we do? We learn the way God loves people and we express it in our world. Because if I want to love you like a man loves man, there are things I cannot do for you. 
there are some things I cannot, you know, you know, bad for, for you. When you make a mistake, I would have to rethink. But when we make mistake, God does not rethink. He saved you once and it's forever. So you see, so you cannot compare how men love to the way God loves. So you use your home experience to express, you know, anytime God will use lifestyle of men. For example, in, um, look at Hebrews 12, 9, as we read. He said, furthermore, we have had earthly fathers of the flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Then he said, shall we not much rather? That's what I want to show you. Shall we not much rather? Now, he compared man and the way men do their things compared to how he does his thing. And he says with him, it is much more. I don't know if you get it. But you cannot compare God on the scale of men. He says that furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us. And we gave them reverence. Then he said, shall we not much rather, much rather, that means there's no comparison between that of flesh and that of God. You cannot put God in the scale of man. It is impossible. He said, much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirit and live. You see, this one, just one example I will show you. So you see, your growth and your explosion is nothing seen or known in the flesh. It might look like nothing is happening with you. Why? They are looking at you from the eyes of the flesh. That is why they, they say what they say. And you laugh at it because what is happening with you is not physical. If it was physical, then they have a part to play. Otherwise, you give yourself so much pressure and you stop all the spiritual things. For example, you are fasting. And one of the ways we, one of the reasons why we fast is to beat down the flesh. And ask our flesh to align to the spirit. So you realize that day one, as you were fasting, when it was around one o'clock, two o'clock, somebody would just appear with some amazing meat pie. Or some ice cream. Or, or somebody's eating some rice close to you. You see? Then immediately, you see that your mind is tilting. Or your, you know, it's only when you are fasting that your fridge can talk to you. <laughs> you open your fridge and it's talking to you. Say, where have you been, my friend? You see, and then, and then the flesh is longing. The flesh is longing for. But your spirit puts control. If you take the food and you eat, you have told your flesh never to subject itself to spiritual things. So the day that you find yourself in trouble, you realize that your flesh cannot handle. Why? Your spirit, when your body is fasting, it is a restructuring of your body to align with your spirit. You are trying to say, my body, behave like my spirit. So you realize that that, that speed at which you will go for that bread, you hold on. Yes. 
Because in the spirit, we don't rush. I told you, any decision that you're like, hey, I want to do, let, let me do. Let, that is not your spirit. That is your flesh. So when the Bible speaks to your flesh, it says your flesh longs. Your flesh longs for. You remember Psalm 1, is this 163? 63. David said that, oh Lord, oh God, my God, early will I see thee. Okay? In a dry, and he said, my, my, my soul tested for thee. But when it came to the flesh, he said, my flesh longeth. So the flesh longs. It likes to run for things. And you realize that you never mention your spirit there. Now, it doesn't mean your spirit doesn't want the thing. Because first of all, as born again, your spirit is already complete with all things. So your spirit is already relaxed. See, until you can tell your body to relax, you can't rest in Christ. Because you can be in Christ, yet you are longing for things. The slightest decision, you, 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 you are moving. Somebody says something and you are moving. That's not your spirit. No, your spirit will tell you, hold on. In fact, your spirit will even tell you, can we ask the Lord? In fact, your spirit will even tell you, can we pray about it? Now, you realize that as you are talking to somebody and say, oh, can we pray about this matter? I say, no, 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 no. You know, opportunity comes by once, you know. No, 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 but that is false. For the born again, opportunities don't come, don't, doesn't come, you know. In fact, nobody takes it. Nobody takes it. Hmm? Jesus, all the prophets came ahead of him. We heard of all the mighty things that they did. Look at how he came. Look at how many years it took him for him to come. But nobody took his position. And then he himself said, all the prophets that came after me said they are thieves. <laughs> you see, what is yours in the spirit cannot be taken. Because the decider, who is the father, will not give it to two people. It is just that you are missing the time. Either you have moved ahead or, be, or behind. But what is yours, nobody can take. Can you see this? So to, that's why we are here tonight. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to teach you the word for you to understand why the Holy Spirit made the writers right for Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And once you have an understanding, I pray that it will stir up appetite for you to just go to the book of Luke because you have a reason. Or you want to go to the book of Mark. Now, you have heard that some people say that the Bible is contradictory. So sometimes they will say, oh, the book of Mark. I'll just show you two of them. Go to Matthew 8, 23. I want to show you something before I get into it. I'm going to show you Jesus in another way. The Bible says, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. Let's go. We are going to 27. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, in so much that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him. I want you to notice how his disciples called him in Matthew. The words of his disciples in Matthew. They said, they cried saying, they awoke him saying, Lord, look at the word, Lord, save us, we perish. Lord, save us, we perish. Look at how they said it in Mark. 
Look at how God made Mark write the thing. Mark 4, 38. <laughs> don't, don't forget this one. Lord, save us, we perish. Lord, save us, we perish. Here in Mark, Mark said, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on, pillow, on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? You see the language? Master, don't you care that we are perishing? Matthew wrote, Lord, save us, we perish. Mark says, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Don't you care that we, 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 are, we are going to die? You see, if you are not a good Bible student, you would think it's the same thing that they said. You see, God has a way of presenting Jesus. So there was a reason why Mark was written. And there was a reason why Matthew was written. You see them as two people, uh, 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 four people. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You see them as four distinct people, apostles who wrote it. But they were 12. Why didn't they write 12 gospels? Because they were 12 apostles. Why not 12? Why four? See, that's how we study the word. And when you understand, you'll find out the truth. So today, when you wake up and you say, you want to study Matthew, there is a mindset. You see? Because he's talking about Jesus. Mark is also talking about Jesus. There is a, there is a way Matthew puts Jesus. There is a way Mark describes Jesus. There is a way Luke describes Jesus. And there is a way John also describes Jesus. People think they know Jesus. <laughs> Imagine you are seven, like, like all of us seven in God's house, me a preacher. If I want to understand how service is like, I will have to go to the book of Mark and look at Jesus, the lifestyle of servitude. If you want to reign, if you want to learn how to operate as a king, you go to the book of Matthew and you learn of Jesus as the king. Can you see that? Yes, Don't worry, I'm going to take you through. Yes, now, the four gospels reflect the different, you know, stories of, of the life of, of Jesus in the flesh. So they reflect the different, you know, life of Jesus when he was in the flesh. Why is this important for you? Otherwise, you will never know this Jesus, you will know him in one way. Just like a lot of people, who is Jesus to you? He's the son of God. He came to save us. Now, the gospel reflects four characteristics of Jesus. It speaks of his glory, one. It speaks of his work, two. It speaks of his humanity, three. And he speaks of his divinity. You know Jesus is in heaven right now. The Bible says we don't know him as we knew him as man. He's in heaven right now, still with the heart of a man. He is a man represented in heaven. How is that strange? How did you see him levitate? When he, when he was going to heaven, did, did you see him as an angel? That is why when he raised us from dead, we were raised together and we are made to sit together. It is because of Jesus we have humans have heavenly experience. So he's in heaven today and he has, still has the heart of a man 
And he's still a representation of man in, in glory. The reason why you and I are found in glory as part of the Godhead is because of Jesus. Remember, once upon a time, he was not a man. He was the word of God. But he became flesh and dwelt amongst us to teach man how to live. Okay? And when he died, he died as a man. When he was raised, he was raised as a resurrected man. That is how we all became born again. Otherwise, after becoming born again, you should have become an angel or something. You became just like him. He became the example. And the reason why you are heaven bound in the flesh as human is because of Jesus, our representation. Okay? Beautiful. The four gospels represent his glory, his work, his humanity, and his divinity. He's divine. He's God. Now, let me give you an idea of how the Holy Spirit wrote this story. Right from the Old Testament. Go to Numbers chapter 10. And maybe let's do NLT. From verse 1, I'm going to show you something. You ready? Now, the Lord said to Moses, make two trumpets. I want you to notice this. Make two trumpets of hammered silver for calling the community to assemble and for signaling the breaking of camp. The breaking of camp means the moving. So they assemble to move. Okay? Go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. I want you to notice something similar here. Now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. How we will be And what did the Bible say about gathering? He said, the son of God, the son of God will come down with the trump of, of the voice of an archangel. So there shall be a trump that Jesus is going to come with. And once we hear, we born again that we are on the earth, we shall gather. So when Jesus is coming, he said that there shall be a gathering to meet him. Now, that is why in Numbers chapter 10, he gave them two trumpets. He said, make two trumpets of hammered silver for calling the community to assemble, to gather together, for signaling the breaking of the camp. Okay? Yes, sir. Verse 3. When both trumpets are blown, so there are two trumpets. I want you to notice it. When both trumpets are blown, everyone must gather before, before you at the entrance of the tabernacle. So imagine this is the tabernacle. When the two, the two trumpets must be blown. And when they are blown, everyone, they, are, they know the voice. So they will gather in front of Moses, in front of the tabernacle. Follow me. Okay, go on. But if only one trumpet is blown, then only the leaders, the heads of the clan of Israel, must present themselves to you. So one, once one trumpet is blown, not two, one, then they must gather. Hmm. Okay? The heads must gather. Okay, go on. When you sound the signal to move on, now the tribe, the tribes camped in the east side of the tabernacle must break the camp and move forward. So it means that once they blow the trumpet for them to move, they all don't move at the same time. The, the, the tribe, okay, 
of the 12 tribes, that is in the east, is the first one that is going to move first. Followed by the one in the south. Go on. When you sound the signal a second time, the tribes camped. Now look at it. It said tribes. So it's not one tribe in the east, one tribe in the west. When we start looking at it, you realize that in the east are three tribes. In the south, three tribes. In the west, three tribes. And in the north, three tribes. So they come together to make 12. Because there are 12 tribes. So now he's saying that the, at the first trumpet, the east tribes should move first. Then at the second signal, then, you know, the, the south tribes should follow. And then he said, you must sound short blast as the signal for moving. So the first blast of the trumpet for gathering is not short. It's a long, so they know, it's a long shout. You see, when rapture comes and we are gathering, you will hear that shout. It is a very long shout. But those who are not going will not hear. It is only those born against, we Christians, we are the ones that we shall hear that sound. That will be a long sound for our, our gathering. You see, and I believe there's going to be a short sound for our departure. It might happen so quickly you won't get it. I'm teaching you this so it happens, you know. Go on. When you call the people to an assembly, blow the trumpet with a different signal. Hmm, God. You know what I remember? It's telling me there are diversities of gifts, but one spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but one spirit. There are different administrations, but the same Lord. And there are different what? Workings, but the same God. He likes to do things differently because you see, God is not a one-way God. He's dynamic. That's why whatever you have, I shouldn't envy you. Because what you have is not the same that God will give me. He will give me something like this, but in a different way. So envying you, it's only the devil that envies because he can't give you so much. He's not a creator. Know that the God we serve is a God of dynamism. Hmm. He said, this is a permanent law for you be observed from generation to generation. Go on. When you arrive in your own land and go to war against your enemies who attack you, sound the alarm with the trumpets. Then the Lord your God will remember you and rescue you from your enemies. So you see, they are not fighting. They are not, they are not, they are not supposed to do the fight themselves. They just need to obey his word. When they want to move, sound the alarm. Let them gather. When you want them to move, just sound the alarm. Just sound the alarm. Huh? If you understand this, speaking in tongues should be coming to your mind now. That is how we sound our alarm. The moment the believer begins to speak in other tongues, because that's how it came, it came to you. There was a sound. There was a sound in Acts chapter 2 verse 4. There was a sound out of a, out of a mighty rushing wind. There was a sound, and the Bible said they had already gathered. Didn't you remember? They had already gathered in the upper room. There was a gathering. <laughs> there was a gathering. And what was introduced in the gathering? Speaking in other tongues. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, other language, as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. So anytime a believer begins to speak in other tongues, that is how we utter. You see, it's a sound. It's a strange sound. <laughs> 
So if I speak it, it says you don't speak to man. You speak to God. You see, God does not want you to get involved in certain matters. All you have to do is to do what he has told you to do. He says speak in other tongues. He says when the matter is too much and you realize that no, this situation I was sharing with you, the reason why I asked you guys to fast because you see, when, some, when you, have, you are facing certain situations and you know you have done everything in the word of God, you have done all the prayer, you have sounded all the alarms, you see, and things are not changing. What it means is that there is another force that might be, you know, powerful behind the situation. The Bible says, because you have been praying, there's one thing you haven't added, add fast to it. Because Jesus said in Mark 9, 29, he said, this kind will not go except by prayer and fasting. He didn't say fasting and prayer. He said, except by prayer and fasting. Which means that, you see, there are some demons that you can't cast them out. They won't go just by casting. They will not go just by casting. Not because the name of Jesus is not powerful. It is because your knowledge and your disposition in your spirit, you have no idea what you are dealing with. So when you fast, the spirit of God begins to guide your mind. And guide your heart and give you light to know exactly what you are dealing with. Demons don't just move because you ask them to move. Remember when Jesus wanted to cast out, you know, you know, the spirit out of the man of Gadara, he asked. They, they represent themselves. They said, We are, he said, uh, my name is Legend. He had to introduce himself. Jesus asked, What is your name? Not because Jesus can't cast out that devil without, because Jesus will deal with that. But he showed us. It was for our sake. But there are some situations, if you don't know what you are dealing with, you can't deal with. Let me just explain to you. The Bible says when you cast out a devil, I was sharing with you some of, some of you. The Bible didn't say you will burn them to ashes. The Bible didn't say you, you, you will chain them. He said you will only cast them out. They don't die. You only cast them out from where you are. Okay, if that is true, according to scripture, don't you know that all the devils and the demons Paul cast out. Peter cast out. Jesus cast out. You are, still, you are still dealing with them today? They are not going anywhere. The Bible says that when you cast them out, they go around. They wander in dry places. They go around in dry places. And when they don't find a place suitable for them, the Bible says that they go back to where they are. So until they go back, they keep moving. That's why you must be prayerful. You must fast. You must listen to God's word. Be, 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 you know, be steadfast in the things of God. So that when a demon or a spirit that has been cast 2,000, 3,000 years. Look, how many demons were unclean spirits were in that man? A legend. Between 5,000 to 6,000. And all these demons are not dead. Some are wondering. So, so somebody might be dealing with a demon from that age. That's why I'm saying that. So you realize that some things are not working. And you have prayed. You have declared. You have said all you have to say. But it is not working. It means that you are not sure of what you are dealing with. That is why we fast. 
You fast so that the Holy... You don't fast because you want power. You, are already, you already have the power inside. That's what the Bible says. So what do, why do you fast? You fast so that the Holy Spirit will guide your mind. And then realize that now you're, the, thing, the way you are praying is changing. The things you are saying, you are changing. Why? He's guiding your mind. And then he will give you an idea of exactly what you might be dealing with. Then it is easier to go to it and deal with it. Because you see, your flesh cannot discern the things of the spirit. Your flesh can't discern the spirit. People that use their mind to think devils are, that is how come you can be a man of God or whatever and you are casting out the devil and the devil will deceive you saying, I'm gone. And then they will declare, he's, he's free. <laughs> he's, not, he's not gone. He just deceived you. Because you are looking at it with your flesh. Your spirit, your, the Holy Spirit didn't guide you. <laughs> are you with me? Okay. That's why I asked you to fast. That's why tomorrow you are still fasting. That's why if the Holy Ghost tells me that we should continue, we will continue the fasting. Don't see fasting as, as, a, as pain, as punishment. See it as a way of detoxing your flesh. It's a way of telling your flesh, align, align. Say, you are, you, are, you are too much, you are too much. Hey, hey, stay, stay. That is when you can hear from God. That is when you can hear from God. As you read the word of God, you can tell that this is what God says you should go. Okay? They blow the trumpet in times of gladness. Ha, ha. Oh, Jesus. When you are excited, speak in tongues, huh? Ta, 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 you speak in tongues. He said, they were filled with his praises. Eh? Acts chapter 2, verse 47. He said, they were filled with his praises. Say, I'm filled with the Lord's praise. Say, I am filled with the Lord's praise. I am filled with the Lord's praise. He said, they were continually filled with praises to God. Yeah, enjoying, enjoying, enjoying. Enjoying what? The favor of all the people. Go back to numbers. Hey, we enjoy the favor of all the people. All right, so he said, blow the trumpet in times of gladness too. Sounding them at your annual festivals and at the beginning of each month. And blow the trumpet over your burnt offerings and peace offerings. The trumpet will remind will remind your God of his covenant with you. I am the Lord your God. So Israel were not supposed to do anything. Even when they are going to fight, the fight is won. Once they will do exactly the word, once you do the word, what God will do, he will do. He doesn't need you. All he needs you is to do the word. But we have not gotten to the part yet. Let's get in. Go on. In the second year after Israel's departure from Egypt, on the 20th day of the second month, the cloud lifted from the tabernacle of the, of the covenant. So the Israelites now set out from the wilderness of Sinai and traveled on from, on from place to place until the cloud stopped in the wilderness of Paran. See, as they are moving, the cloud of God was over them. Like wherever they were going, until the cloud stopped. You see, this is similar to when Jesus was born. The start also led them until it stopped. You see, it is similar, but it's not the same. Uh -huh. But in our case, 
You don't need a star. You don't need a cloud. A cloud is a symbolism. Today, you need the Holy Spirit. They that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons. And once you have the Spirit, you have the amalgamation of the, of the star and the cloud. So you see, you can, be, you can be guided by the Holy Spirit. You, if you are a Christian and you are not guided by the Spirit, you are, you are in trouble. And there are a lot of Christians, the Holy Spirit doesn't guide them. Because they don't even know his impulses. Hmm. They do things by their head. Let's go here. Anybody, listen, if I talk to you, Charlie, let's go and accompany me to, I'm traveling here. And you just respond, oh, oh, I'll go. I'll just know you don't know the Holy Ghost. You go and test somebody at home. No, if they say, I'll go, they don't know the Holy Ghost. The first sign of a believer is that, okay, can I pray about it? That should be your first. It means you don't move. Didn't you read Romans chapter 1 verse 8 or something? Paul said, I long to come to you to impart gift. Anytime I pray, he said, I had a desire to come to you. But I had to ask the Lord if you will give me the chance. In the second year after Israel's departure from Egypt on the 20th day of the second month, the cloud lifted from the tabernacle of the covenant. So he's leading them again. So the Israelites set out. See, when the cloud moves, they move. They don't move before the cloud. Now, the cloud was a representation of the Shekinah, God's glory, or the Holy Spirit. So, if the Spirit doesn't move, you don't move. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit, and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9, at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss, at 6 p.m. Sit under the reign of heaven in a Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International. Contact seven on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean, and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leave from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed